0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to have you at our Easter Sunday Easter celebration service. You might have already noticed there's some party hats and party blowers and balloons on your seats. I see that some people have actually put them on already, Jamie, at the back. Well done. If you're watching in a home, I'm sorry we haven't been able to provide you with party hats and balloons, but go and grab any hat in your house and stick it on and call it a party hat. And that will become a party hat for you, and you can join in with everything that's going on this morning. My name is Nathan. I'm the youth and children's worker here at Long Crendon Baptist Church. And I'm going to be guiding us through our celebration service uh, this morning. Now, for some of you, being at Long Crendon and being at a service like this might be second nature. You might have done it all before, and it's great to have you with us. But for some of you, a service like this might be a little bit different, a bit strange separated by distance, masks on, or even being in a church building at all, might be something that you haven't done for a long time, if ever at all. So let me just help you by giving you some idea of what you can expect this morning. Okay? We're going to have some songs, some songs for you to listen to. that are more traditional to do with Easter, but some songs as well for you to stand up and join in with the actions. And particularly if you're at home, you can be singing to your heart's content. We're also going to have some tasks Again, you might have noticed a pen, a piece of paper under your chairs, some tasks for you to take part in as a family or as a couple or as individual, so get ready for that. Um, We're going to be hearing from the Bible as well, Uh, some readings from it, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit from the Bible story that first Easter Sunday as to what um, Christians celebrate on this special day. And I guess the real thing that you can expect today is a celebration. Because we're here to celebrate what? The fact that Jesus is alive. And what a reason that is to celebrate if you trust him and love him this morning. So to start with, we're going to start with something that's a little bit of an Easter Easter tradition. Easy, Easy for me to say, I need to get my teeth in. An Easter tradition. Okay, here's how it works. I'm going to say the words, Christ is risen. Now you might be thinking, Christ? Who's that? Well, Christ is another word, another name for Jesus. It means King Jesus or Savior Jesus. So I'm going to say Christ is risen. And you're going to reply, again, not too loudly because you've got your mask on and we don't want anyone to be in any risk. But you can say it as loudly as you feel able to. He is risen indeed. And then we're all going to say together, hallelujah, which means get in there. Right? It means yes. And you can even do a little fist bump if you want. Okay, that's up to you though. No pressure. Okay? I'm going to say Christ is risen. We're all going to say he is risen indeed and together. Hallelujah. You can stand up if you want. Yeah, why not? Get on your feet. Shake off the cobwebs. I know it's early, nine o'clock. But here we go. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Yes, very, very good. Stay standing and let me start by saying a prayer for us. Father God, thank you for this Easter Sunday. Thank you that Jesus is alive, that Christ is risen. Help us to see, some for the first time, some maybe we're just afresh with new and clear eyes, why this is something worth celebrating. Amen. But you know what, today, today we are here to celebrate the greatest story ever. And that's why you've got party hoes and party hats on. And now's as good as time as any, I reckon, to stick them on. Because we're here to celebrate the greatest party ever. And if you want to have a little go over your mask, your little party blow, I'll give it a good look. Oh, look at that. It works as well. We're here to celebrate the greatest story ever. But the question, the big question I want us to figure out is, what is it that makes the greatest story ever so great That's a good question to ask, isn't it? What is it about the greatest story ever that makes it so great? And hopefully by the end of our service, John Billet looking really good, we're going to have an answer to that question. Okay? So that's what we're going to be looking for today. What is it that makes the greatest story ever so great? Great. And to help us to begin think about that, we're going to have a look at the Bible. Okay? And Elizabeth Hindmarsh is going to come up, and she's going to read our first story from the Bible. It comes from the book of Mark, chapter 15. And here's some eyewitnesses, people who saw what really happened, telling us what happened on that first Easter. So Elizabeth, let's have a listen to this.
1: The burial of Jesus. It was Preparation Day, that is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph bought some linen cloth took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid.
0: Now again, think of our question. What is it that makes the greatest story ever, or great stories in general, so great? And I think some of the best stories that have been told are from Disney, right? Disney likes to make some good stories. I wonder, maybe think of it in your head. Can you get it in your head? What's your favorite Disney film? Have five seconds. I'll give you a countdown. Get it in your head. What's your favorite Disney film? Five, four, three, two, one. Some people are thinking, what's Disney? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Who's Disney? Maybe you thought Lion King, right? Classic. Right, Finding Nemo, maybe anyone. Toy Story. Can I share you with you mine? My favorite Disney film, Beauty and the Beast. Right, Beauty and the Beast. What a film! And it's so good. It's such a good film that I thought I would share with you the ending this morning. Fancy that? Fancy a bit of popcorn, bit of film time, watching the ending of my favorite Disney film, Beauty and the Beast. Let me set the scene. The Beast has just saved Belle, the princess, from the bad guy, Gaston. Okay? And here is how the film ends. Watch and enjoy. Was that a good ending? Was that a good ending? No, of course it wasn't a good ending. It was miserable. I've got my tissues here. <laughs> like The beast, he's dead. Full of sadness and darkness. How can a good story, never mind a great story, end in death? (sighs) But did you hear the words from Elizabeth? The words from Mark 15? It's a similar scene, isn't it? It's a similar situation with Jesus. He's died. Really? Jesus That can't can't be right. Wasn't he the one who was meant to be the hero of the story? How can he be dead? Wasn't he the one who did things no one else had ever done? Wasn't he the one who'd said things no one else had ever said? Wasn't he the one we were meant to put our hope in? To trust in? To rely on? He can't be dead. Can he? Well, the people who were there, the eyewitnesses, they seemed to think so. who put Jesus to death, at first wasn't so sure, so he asked an expert. He asked a Roman centurion. Now this guy, you can see them on the screen, they were professionals. It was their job to put people to death and to make sure they were dead. And he confirmed, Jesus hadn't just fallen asleep. He wasn't just badly injured. He was dead. And again, you might have heard in the reading a man called Joseph. He was so sure Jesus was dead that he took the body, he wrapped it up, he put it in a grave and rolled a giant stone over the front of it. He hadn't just fallen asleep or fainted. He wasn't just pretending, according to Joseph. He was dead. Jesus was dead. And you might be thinking, Nate, isn't this meant to be a celebration? I've got my party hat on and everything, right? Maybe we should take it off. Should you take it off? I think we should take your hats off. Oh, it's stuck in my mind. This has happened before. (laughs) I think we should take our party hats off. I thought this was meant to be a celebration. We've got balloons. I was thinking I wanted to blow my balloon up a bit like this. I'm feeling like this. right? but deflated. Jesus dead? Well, that did really happen. but it's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. Jesus was dead, but the fact that he died makes what happens next even better. It gives us even more reason to celebrate the greatest story ever. The greatest story ever that doesn't end in death. How does it end? Well, I will tell you. But after we've had a song. Can we stand? And this song kind of helps us figure out both sides. It starts. Yeah, have, have a stand. Have a stand. Let me explain as you stand. It starts with the sadness, the darkness. Okay, you you can feel it in the way the song starts, the tone, the music, but then it shifts. And I wonder if you can notice the shift in the words and in the way it's sung. And it'll lead us to think a little bit more about how the story really ends. It's called Living Hope. And after we've sung the song, Leone and Josh are going to come and they're going to read the second half of the story.
1: Mark 16, verses 1 to 8. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid.
0: Now, do you remember our question? What is it about great stories that makes them so great? I've shown you already my favorite Disney film, Beauty and the Beast. It ended sadness, darkness, death. Hopefully you know that that wasn't the real ending. Do want to see the real ending? Popcorn at the ready. Let's watch how Beauty and the Beast really ends. Enjoy. That's a bit better, isn't it? How do we think of that ending? A great ending, right? A good ending to a good story. Why? Because out of the sadness came happiness, right? Out of the darkness came light. Out of death came life. Do you remember our first half of the story, Mark 15? Jesus was dead. He really was. It was confirmed by the experts, the Roman centurion. He was buried in a tomb by Joseph. But now we've heard from Mark 16. And it's the morning of the very first Easter Sunday. Two friends of Jesus, two ladies, Mary and Salome, are on their way to the tomb. To say a final goodbye to Jesus. But their plans are about to go out of the window. Because as they get to the tomb, the giant stone that had covered it before had now been rolled away. What's going on? How do they feel? Because going inside, they see an angel of God sitting there. And the verse tells us how they feel. It uses this word, alarmed. Now, it's a quite a, a funny word to use. Some of the other versions use the phrase, but this uses alarm. And I think it's helpful for us to understand how they might have been feeling. Because just like an alarm clock goes like this. I think they were feeling a little bit like that. Can you try it? Yeah, they were like, what's going on? Because they see the stone is rolled away. They see an angel sitting there. They don't know what's going on. They're like an alarm clock freaking out. But then this angel sitting inside the tomb has something to say. He says, don't be alarmed. <laughs> don't feel like this. Well, that's a good place to start, angel, because I'm freaking out, says Mary. or well, they don't say it, but they were thinking it, says Mary and Salome. But the angel says, ah, you're looking for Jesus, aren't you? Well, you're right to be looking because he was dead and he really was buried but here's the problem he isn't here hmm he isn't here Mary and Salome must have been thinking what question would they be thinking through the head why why isn't he here And you'd expect the angel to turn around and say, well, it's because he's next door, (laughs) right? You're just in the wrong place. You've turned up to the wrong tomb. He's, He's next door. Go and see him. He's in there. Go and say your final goodbye. Or maybe you'd expect him to say he's not here because, well, others have got here first, right? So maybe some of the disciples or someone else has gotten here first and they've taken the body somewhere else already. But you see, that's not what the angel says, he says the problem is he isn't here, but the reason is because he has risen. He has risen. Jesus was dead, but now Jesus is alive. And do you know the phrase, I've got to see it to believe it? You know that phrase? I've got to see it to believe it. Well, Mary and Salome, we were probably thinking something like that. It's easy for you to say, angel, that Jesus is alive, but I've got to see the proof Well, the angel beats them to it. He says, go to Galilee right now and you will see Jesus with your very own eyes. He's waiting for you. Jesus is alive. Go and see him and believe in him. And with that, the ladies run as fast as they can away from the tomb. What a great story, right? What a great story. It's got everything. It's got sadness, it's got pain, it's got mystery, it's got suspense, it's got joy, it's got victory. But is that it? Is it just a story, a made-up story, like Beauty and the Beast? Is it a story that we can enjoy listening to, but we'll just forget it as we tuck into Easter eggs and our Sunday dinner later on? Is it just a made-up story? No. No. We are here to celebrate the greatest story ever. Get your hats back on. I've dropped mine. The greatest story ever. That's why we've come. That's why we're here. Get your hats back on. The greatest story ever. And our question is, what is it about this story, this true story, that makes it so great? Well, let me share with you this verse. These are words of Jesus from another book in the Bible, John chapter 14 verse 19. And here's what Jesus says. Because I live, says Jesus, you also will live. Again, back to Beauty and the Beast. Do you remember how the first ending ended? With sadness and darkness, with death. But then the second ending flipped that on its head from sadness, happiness. From darkness, light. From death, life. But who was that life for? Did you notice as you watched it? Was it just for the beast? Was it just the beast came to life? No. As the beast came to life, his life flowed out and it transformed everything. The dark castle became a palace of light. The, the clock and the lamp and the little teapot boy became alive because the beast was alive. They became alive too. Everything was transformed. And it all ended in a massive party, right? A wedding party to celebrate this new life that they'd all received. Because I live, says Jesus, you also will live. You see, Jesus promises life. But you might say, I've already got it. I'm breathing, breathe in, breathe out, I can jump, I can run around, Right? I've got life, why do I need this life from Jesus? Well you see the life that we've got now isn't the life that God gave us in terms of how he meant it to be. Our lives are broken aren't they? They're messy, the world around us definitely is and if we're honest our own lives are too. Broken and messy out there, but broken and messy in here. Jesus wants to give us new life. Not just life, but new life. Life filled with hope and purpose and meaning both now and forever. Let me finish by helping you think about that with this. The average lifespan across the world is about 70 years Okay, uh, and that, it's hard to kind of visualize that, so let me show you something on the screen to help you understand that a little bit more clearly. Imagine those 70 years could be narrowed into the days of the week, and each day represented 10 of those years. Okay, so Monday, 0 to 10, Tuesday, 10 to 20, Wednesday, and so on. Okay? I wonder where you would be on this map of the week. Is anyone between 0 and 10? hands up any children james how old are you you're a monday right he's a monday anyone else on monday Yeah, Riv Rio on monday can you see where you are me where am i i 31 i've just began thursday right get in thursday anyone else on thursday with me you yeah, thursday great day where are you on that day some of you may be coming up to the weekend right Some of you might be even beyond the week into extra time, (laughs) right? (laughs) You've gone past the average lifespan. Yes, at the back. And what a blessing that is. But you see, the average life 70 years, whether it's a long way away from Monday morning where it seems that, or maybe not so long, this 70-year life will come to an end, won't it? It will come to an end. But the thing is, the promise of Jesus is that this life doesn't have to be all that there is. (laughs) There's a promise of life beyond these 70 years. A life that goes into next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, and the forever week with Jesus. For those who admit their brokenness, and who trust into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus says, because I live, you will live also. And enjoy his love and kindness and goodness forever. To have a party. To have a celebration party of our Savior Jesus forever. In the week that lasts forever. That's what the Good Bible calls heaven. And I guess as we finish the greatest story ever, the question I want to leave us with is, do you trust that? On this first Easter Sunday, as we looked at the story, do you trust that, that Jesus is alive? That he offers you life if you trust and believe in him and what he's done for you? Maybe today will be the day that you put your trust in that truth and have assurance that there is life that can last forever. If you have already trusted it, well, I guess your response is to give thanks for it, isn't it? To celebrate today. As you look ahead to the party that will last forever, have a party today. Keep your hats on. Get your blowers. Get your balloons. Celebrate that Jesus is alive. And because he is, you can live too. Some of our children and young people at Long Crendon thought it was worth giving thanks to. So they recorded themselves saying some thank you prayers for us to enjoy this morning. So let's watch some of those prayers and pray along with them too. And say a big amen at the end if you agree with what they said.
1: God made you and God made me. He made the world for us to see. God loves you and long ago he sent his son to tell us so. Jesus showed us many things to love and share and dance and sing, to learn and pray, to help and care. He promised he'd always be there. He died, but then he came back to life. Let's celebrate, for he's alive. He is the king. Oh, yes, it's true. Let's join together to say thank you. I'm thankful for the Lamb's being born um, as a symbol of new life. Thank you you died and saved us from sin. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Happy Easter! Thank you, Jesus, for conquering death so I can be with you. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross to save us. Thank you for my family and the home that I live in. Thank you for our Easter and meeting our family and having lots of time being with Easter. Thank you that we no longer have to face God's judgment because Jesus has taken away our sins. Thank you God for your love. I'm thankful for chocolate. Thank you for God dying on the cross and Easter eggs. Thank you, for Jesus, for dying on the cross and forgiving my sins. Thank you for my school, my education and my school friends. Thank you, God, for that we can see each other on um in our gardens, not on Zoom and thank you for the delicious chocolate we can eat. Thank you, Father, for the joy that Easter Thank you for the new series of The Chosen that helps us to see how Jesus helped people in their lives and how much he cares for people. (laughs) I love chocolate. Thank you for Jesus rising again. Thank you that God healed my hand. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your one and only Son to die on the cross for all of our sins. I'm thankful for Easter because that's when God gave His only Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for all of us to save our sins. Thank you for my talent and my home and that I passed my 11 plus to go to the school that I want to go to. Thank you for Easter eggs that are so tasty but also remind us of new life and how Jesus rose from the dead like He said He would. Thank you, Father, Oh Jesus coming back to life. Thank you, God, that you sent your son, Jesus, to teach us more about you. Thank you that because of Jesus, the things we do wrong are forgiven. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Shall we stand and we sing fi- two final songs together? first one is an action song. Again, so feel free to join in with that. It speaks about Jesus being our rescuer. Why he came to die on the cross to save us from our sins, as some of those prayers suggest. But then he rose to new life. And then we're going to sing our final hymn together, which is Thine Be the Glory. A classic Easter hymn that speaks of the glory going to Jesus because of all he has done for us. So let's sing these two songs as we finish. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to have you at our Easter Sunday celebration. And I hope it has been a celebration to know that the words of Jesus, because I live, you also will live. Do take some time this afternoon to reflect on what we've said today in terms of trusting that or giving thanks for that. Take your party hats, take your balloons, take your party blows with you as a reminder of the celebration that we have today in the fact that Jesus is alive. Um, let me finish though with the words of the angel from Mark 16. Um, and then we'll say a big amen. So let's hear these words once, a, once again. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where you laid him. But go. Tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Just. As he told you. Amen. Amen. Have a great rest of your Sunday.